You're listening to the Clergy Chick Podcast. My name is Rhonda Blevins. I'm the Clergy Chick. From November 1st, 2020 at Chapel by the Sea in Clearwater Beach, Florida. The scripture text is Revelation chapter 7 verses 9 through 17. I've titled today's sermon, Thin Places. After this I looked and there was a great multitude that no one could count from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, robed in white with palm branches in their hands. They cried out in a loud voice saying, Salvation belongs to our God who is seated on the throne and to the Lamb. And all the angels stood around the throne and around the elders and the four living creatures and they fell on their faces before the throne and worshipped God singing, Amen, blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be to our God forever and ever. Amen. And then one of the elders addressed me saying, Who are these, robed in white, and where have they come from? And I said to him, Sir, you are the one who knows. And then he said to me, These are they who have come out of the great ordeal. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. And for this reason, they are before the throne of God and worship him day and night within his temple. The one who is seated on the throne will shelter them. They will hunger no more and thirst no more. The sun will not strike them, nor any scorching heat. For the Lamb at the center of the throne will be their shepherd, and he will guide them to springs of the water of life. And God will wipe every tear from their eyes. So if you had time to think of that moment, maybe that you experience God in some special way, in some surprising way, maybe some profound way. If so, then you have a glimpse, maybe just a little bit of understanding about what I mean when I talk about thin places, the title of the sermon today. Thin places, the ancient Celtic people believe that there are special places in the world where heaven and earth seem just a little closer together, where the veil that separates heaven from earth is thin, almost permeable, where heaven touches earth. The ancient Celtic people would sometimes set up stones to mark those places. Stonehenge, for instance. Anybody been to Stonehenge? Stonehenge is believed to be one of those thin places where the Druids, the high priest of the Celtic people, where they believed to be heaven and earth kind of met a thin place. And if you've experienced God in some way that you can't explain just with mere words, then you understand what a thin place is. You've experienced it yourself. 
In the Bible, we read about a, a number of different thin places. It's not used, that phrase isn't used in the Bible, but we know they're thin places by the description we find in the Holy Scriptures. One of those places was the Mount of Transfiguration. Remember where Jesus went up with three of his disciples and he was transfigured before them and two people that had long been deceased joined them there on the mountain. Do you remember who? Moses and Elijah joined Jesus and the three disciples there almost as if there was no separation between heaven and earth there on the Mount of Transfiguration. Those three disciples and Jesus experienced a thin place. Or maybe you remember the story of Jacob and, and his dream about the ladder. Maybe you've heard our choir sing that song, right? You love that song. Jacob's ladder, where Jacob dreamt of a ladder up to heaven, where the angels would come down and go up and come down, and God stood beside him, talking to him, and he woke up from that dream, and he, he said, oh, this is what he said, I have it for you, because I thought it was important to get this right. In Genesis 28, he said, surely the Lord is in this place, and I did not know it, he exclaims. How awesome is this place? This is none other than the house of God. And this is the gate of heaven. And Jacob placed a stone there to mark that thin place. Thin places don't have to be places at all. You can experience God in real and palpable ways through other medium like music. Isn't that right, Ron? Music can transport you to some other place. Art can do that. This week I was reminded of an experience I had many years ago when I happened to get to go to the Musée d'Orsay in Paris. And I was, had long been a lover of Monet, the, the great painter, uh, impressionist painter, and I had seen the, the picture of um, the, the water lilies. And this week my first grader in art class doing online schooling I'm right there with him. Uh, he's doing, a, 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 he's copying Monet's work with crayon and, and you know, printer paper, but he's copying this Monet's water lilies. And I was reminded of being in the Musée d'Orsay and having seen the, the water lily garden, I think is the name of the piece, but walking into the room and seeing it there in person. And I was struck with this sense of awe that I can't really explain to you that art took me to that place of transcendence. Art and music can do it. Nature, maybe. Maybe you've been uh, out on our shores here on the Gulf Coast of Clearwater Beach and, and you saw a sunrise or a sunset that, that just took you to another place or maybe on a mountaintop. Nature can do that. Dreams can do that. Maybe you've woken up from a dream and you, you had the sense that, that heaven came down in some way that you just can't describe. <coughs> And then the ancient Celtic people believed that there was a time of year that was a thin place. And that time of year starts on October the 31st and ends on November the 2nd. And those three days together are, are called in some Christian circles All Hallow Tide, beginning with Halloween, All Hallows Eve, November the 1st, All Saints Day, November the 2nd, All Souls day and together, all hallow tide. This is a thin place, they believed, where heaven and earth just seem real close together. And so like I mentioned, the chapel, we usually don't observe All Saints Day, but it seemed fitting this year. 
especially since November the 1st, All Saints Day falls on a Sunday today. And it seems fitting in a year when there's been so much loss all around us in so many different kinds of ways. We've all lost a little something this year, it seems like. And so 827 white flags have been placed in our churchyard to remember the lives of those residents of Pinellas County who have lost their lives during a pandemic. And then the plus one, this flag here and the beautiful flowers for someone that you remember in a special way. But there is good news on All Saints Day. It's not just about death. It's not just depressing and sad. The good news on All Saints Day is that because of our faith, we believe in a resurrection. We believe that Jesus came and conquered death. And so our physical passing from this life is not the end of the story, and that is good news. And it's such good news that the author of the book of Revelation, his name is John, that he caught this vision. He had this vision. And some people don't like the book of Revelation because it's weird, you know, the beast and the Antichrist and the 666 and, and all the things and people don't, some people don't like it. But at, at the end of the day, the book of Revelation is a story of remarkable hope. And so John is writing this vision of seeing the great multitude in heaven from all tribes and all peoples and all languages. I've heard it said that we're going to be real surprised who we meet in heaven. This is a beautiful picture of that, that we're going to see so many people there worshiping at the throne of God. The book of Revelation, when it was written, was written at a time of great oppression. And it was written kind of to uh, subvert the Roman Empire. That was the great ordeal at that time. It was the uh, oppression under this abusive and brutal regime from the Roman Empire. And so it's written to give these people a, a hope of a future. And today we read it in the same way that there's a great hope for the future. We claim this vision where there will be no more hunger and there will be no more thirst, and God is wiping every tear from their eyes. We claim this vision as our own, as people of faith. There's an old Celtic saying that heaven and earth are only three feet apart, but in thin places that distance is even smaller. And today on November 1st, perhaps we find ourselves in a thin place where heaven and earth are simply not that far apart, if we can use a little holy imagination, if we can see and envision the great cloud of witness gathered with us here at the table of the Lord, partaking with us the holy elements, the bread and the wine, saints present and saints who have gone on before, gathered with us around this table, maybe somebody that you love, if you can imagine yourself in a thin place, is gathered here with you at the table. And so, friends, we come to the table of the Lord, imagining ourselves as saints in that great cloud of witness, and imagining joining with all people, all Christians from all times throughout the course of history, together here with us. What a hopeful vision. I invite you, as the choir sings, to maybe envision this moment as a thin place 
and all of God's saints gathered here around the table with us. Thanks for tuning in to the Clergy Chick Podcast. Until next time, keep on shining.